Hi, Meg. Hi, Karen. You had a very hobbity weekend. I sure did. <laughs> you did all the hobbit stuff. <laughs> so much hobbit stuff. You got a new piano and a new dresser, and now that means you have to redo all the furnishings and re-clean everything and reset everything. You get to... Exactly. It's Hobbit bliss. <clears throat> you know, the thing about hobbits is we... Everything we have is like alive and animated and it has its right place. There's this one of my favorite songs of all time is a Bjork song called Everything is in its right place. And she just sings and sometimes in my head I can just hear that song. And I it's like the piano, it gets it's like the exact right inch on the wall, and then it has to have this exact right plant next to it and the exact right little giraffe statue on it. And then the plant that was there before has to go into my be- bedroom. And then when that goes in there, you know, a table has to move out. And it is pure bliss to feel through my body and my eyes exactly where everything goes. And this weekend, it was like everything was in its right place, including this piano. It was meant to be with me. Uh beautiful <laughs> hobbit hobbit bliss <laughs> let's get in the show hi i'm kieran trace and i'm megan rogel welcome to humans decoded a story of hobbits fairies elves dwarfs gnomes and humans if you get lost at any point there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one it includes notes thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup Let's start the show. Let's rediscuss gnomes versus hobbits. Let's. Um, Again, there's just so much overlap between the two. It can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe we, I'm just going to say it again, that if you're authentically grumpy, like it's just like authentic, like, like Eeyore Mm -hmm. from Winning the Pooh. It's such a part of the personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then that's a gnome, mm. or authentically just even keeled. Sometimes moody. Yes. And um, moody means like you know if you're if you're captivated by pain or emotion of some kind, mm-hmm. like you get a, a little moody. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Pooh did <laughs> compared to Eeyore. Pooh yeah. have a little bit of a mood. Not grumpy like Eeyore, but a little like, it's a little bit of a cloud cover. <laughs> <laughs> More hobbity. And so what we're really talking about is very subtle layers of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, which is subtle layers of understanding the difference between these emotions. If you don't have a huge range of emotional intelligence, you could just say anger. Right. And then it's very difficult to discern. It's just all anger. Mm-hmm. Versus rage, versus grumpy, versus moody, mm. right? Rage, grumpy, moody. These are subtle vib- vibes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that are a little different inside of the realm yeah. of of anger. So it might take some time for anybody, for you know, for our decoders to really feel what the difference is. Mm-hmm. Like you and I are in this profession of labeling and languaging various states, mental mm-hmm. states, emotional states. Um, so, um, but for a lot of people feeling through this kind mm-hmm. of um, articulation mm-hmm. and language. So we have a hobbit in our life and, 
And I said to him, do you feel like you're grumpy? Mm. And he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, now, would you say it's grumpy or moody? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, this is this is a lot of like, what is the difference, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, the deeper question to the Hobbit was like, does that feel like authentic or does that feel like it's because you're just caught in something? Mm-hmm. And then it was so clear it's like caught in something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, is that sort of like as a kid or as a, you know, it's like, and mm-hmm. he could start to, through these questions, like as a child, would you be grumpy? Would mm-hmm. you be caught in something? Was there stuff in the household? And it started to get clear through these numerous questions of like, mm-hmm. no, I'm actually pretty even keeled. Yeah. And then, then I get moody-ish if mm-hmm. I'm dealing with something. Versus that, like, been grumpy since day one. Yes, yes. You know, came came in with a bit of a, you know, with a, with a little a bit of a chip. Sour little, yeah. a chip on, <laughs> yeah. you know, ready, yes. ready to go, yes. you know. Yes, Um Like so, our beautiful gnome example last week of the girl, you know, chip on her shoulder about her, about the uh, lawnmower with her parents at yes. five, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a difficult thing to discern as, mm-hmm. you know, as we keep talking about this. In detail, people are, you guys are still picking up all those nuances and we're kind of throwing a lot of words on things to try to get, you know, even a similar definition of what that is. Yep, exactly. I've been thinking about gnomes and hobbits and other differentiators um, and different language for them. Um, And one way to think about it is that gnomes are more like they're more specialized in their interests and even a bit strange and hobbits are a little more everyday and and therefore a little more popular and even as you said last week cliche they can be so if a if a gnome like like the lawnmower gal right they're going to have a specialized interest that might be a bit esoteric i almost think of it in music like a minor chord do you know and and exploring the outskirts of something versus hobbits where we're more like the people's avatar <laughs> a little more popular we hit major chords do you know um and we're often front and center in a storyline or in a film or something because we strike this popular note like a brad pitt or an oprah um whereas gnomes are going to like dive below they've got a little less scope because they're a little more strange and a little more on those outskirts hobbits are kind of exploring this ground level this everydayness um and, and therefore we can have this big scope we have kind of big worlds that we create um george lucas steven spielberg greta gerwig these are hobbits creating quite big worlds because they have this big broad stroke and big scope but again even that's interesting because if you think of george lucas and that's the whole star wars world yeah right like you really think of that as strange outskirted you know but it has this whimsy and it has this practicality to it like it's a we know it was the major chord because of how exactly it's so popular popular. exactly yeah exactly and i was comparing george lucas star wars to stanley kubrick who's a gnome right way more esoteric a little bit dark um any any and like 2001 is the stanley kubrick film right that george lucas like compared his star wars to he didn't want any part of how 2001 one was filmed was these long takes exploring one shot of an of a spaceship and these these minor chords literally in the music 
So I had a lot of other examples of that, of other artists. Great, yeah. Um, there's a, a the most popular Chinese uh, artist named Ai Weiwei. He does these big popular installations where he will, and he does, he his, his themes are sort of practical everyday things. He'd made, I think it was like 10 million uh, porcelain sunflower seeds um, that were emblematic of the Chinese uh, history of farming and things. And then we have Yayoi Kusama, who's a Japanese artist, who explores, she, she just painted and drew polka dots for like 10 years oh yes i yes. know her stuff yes oh, she's so fabulous she's so fabulous but wow. a bit strange you know what i mean Not yeah, popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i got it yeah it's in comparison in comparison you, that can, you see. can help see because yes. the overlap is so big exactly so that's what i was playing with is these comparisons i was thinking of brad pitt our hobbit or johnny depp a gnome right a little more esoteric a little weirder you know a little darker themes in his stuff i was thinking about jazz and charlie parker bright major chord sounds uplifted you can have it while you're like doing the dishes or Thelonious Monk where you want to like have the lights down with your headphones on and really exploring one note you know there's a new album out by Andre 3000 the guy from Out uh, Outcast and he it's a flute it's a flute album <laughs> where he's exploring like ancient flute music and he's such a gnome about it he's he's literally hits this 432 hertz <laughs> that's supposed to be this sort of healing frequency and it's just this exploration of flute which I loved but I could only listen to for about two minutes when there's like an eight minute song on this and that's relative to like a quest love who's the guy from the roots who's on jimmy fallon extremely popular major chord music he everybody loves him he collaborates with everybody he's got this big scope i was ella fitzgerald uh, another hobbit versus billy holiday moodier you know like gr- like grumpier bluesy you know yeah stuff. ella fitzgerald is just like bright and, and it's so rich and, and ri- detailed yes. and and then billy holiday yes. it's great to see them in comparison where it's the same like exactly this. and then i was thinking of two performance artists yoko ono was a, a performance artist and she she did a piece once where she it's, she spends like 20 minutes exploring a bentwood chair she puts it on her head and puts it around her body and puts it upside down and crawls underneath it and then she eventually sits on it and she does it different every time she's just exploring chair <laughs> in the outer limits of chair um so know me and then there's this performance artist named andy goldsworthy who i love as a hobbit and he does things like walk literally walks through hedges <laughs> And his whole point is like to experience the perspective of like a full body perspective of walking through a hedge. And he does these big experiential things, a, a long walk, and he'll climb in trees and go through hedges and sculpt in the uh, in the forest. It's super hobbity. So those are some difference in that in that realm. Um, the other thing is I was thinking about you know, hobbits as being uh, hobbits and gnomes. Gnomes being more critical versus hobbits being a little more friendly. Mm-hmm. So, um, like Dave Chang, your your lovely Dave Chang, is, can be quite critical, right? If you don't do that butter just right or do that pasta just right, versus our Dan Pelosi, who's on Instagram, who's so friendly and so like, ah, you can you know do it this way, it's fine. Yeah, and, yeah. and having engaged with both of them, yes. love them both so much. Dan is very, very. They're, he's also a chef and, and focused on being the home chef. Yeah, like David Chang is, and Dan Pelosi is very like. It's all about the generosity yes. and the love, the family, and the good vibe. And he's so very like he has a very thing like don't yuck my yum. <laughs> yeah. He'll say all the time on his socials like don't don't criticize don't whatever like yes. if it's my yum. 
be yum or go elsewhere. Yeah. And Dave's the Dave's the, the reverse. Yeah. He's the opposite. He's like, go ahead and yuck this <laughs> because I want to know. We're going for the deep dive. Yes. Yeah. This is my yum, and I dare you to yuck it. I want you to yuck it. You know, so like, no. they're very yes. much the opposites. Exactly. Or, or, you know, like you, they could be so similar. Yeah, but you, um, you, that that flavor is so different right there. That's such a good example of yeah, comparison. Yeah, but they're both these like charming, delicious, yes. rich, huge contributions. And very sensual and physical, but yeah, yes. these different vibes. In this critical versus friendly, I was thinking about how gnomes can be so intense like Dave. They can also be a little bit like dirty or shocking. They'll because they go to those outskirts, they'll say that thing no one wants to no one says, and they can get into trouble. Versus hobbits are very rarely controversial. <laughs> we're much softer, we're a little more praising and, and silly. Um, we don't like controversy. And so I was going through like comedians and the different comedians. Here's my list of known comedians who can who say those shocking things. Um, Dave Chappelle, Lenny Bruce, Sarah Silverman, Hans Kim, and Ricky Gervais. They will just poke right at that, right that at the taboo. thing. Yes, yeah, at that taboo. Step right into the taboo and yep. kind of amplify it. And they they and are. Part of their yeah. humor is to actually get that, the ruffled feather. Yes, yes. They, they cut to the quick. It's like cutting humor sometimes. Versus our hobbits, I put on the list Ellen DeGeneres, Steve Martin, Tig Notaro, Nate Bargatze, Fortune Feimster. These guys are not going to cut you down at all. <laughs> no, in fact, the whole point is that you just so melt in their company. Yes. I think particularly about Tig Notaro, yes. who will win you over in five sentences, yes. no matter how, you yes. know unhappy a day you've had <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> steve martin too he was the classic every man's comedian you know everybody invited steve to everything because he's just so affable and friendly and and generous i mean so generous with his time and so collaborative you know um versus these other gnome comedians they're going to hole up and they're going to get that joke <laughs> just all the way you know dave Chappelle sets himself up with little little challenges um and in ways that hobbit just wouldn't well, thank you, Meg, for, for really, really fleshing this out so much. It's fun, and we're grateful, you guys, for these questions because, yep. you know, it helps us to really, you know, f put more flesh on the bone. Exactly. Put more detail on the bone. So when you come in with our with these very specific questions, like – it it really helps us and and I you know this is this is really good and clear. Mm. Um, it was so fun. It's so fun, fun to, to explore and you can through see your questions. The confusion is so natural. I think mm -hmm. about Nate Bargatze mm -hmm. as a comedian um, who's clearly hobbity. Mm -hmm. uh, he's such a good guy. His mm -hmm. humor is so self depreciating, but funny, hilariously mm -hmm. funny. Very much that gen the, the like major chord, yeah. but so much of his content actually sounds elfy. Yes, yeah, you know, yep, yep exactly. and he's it's not the content is being shaped yeah. in the hobbit container yes yes and this is where it's so tricky for folks right yeah. like what is the container is the container this gnome or is this container this hobbit yes and then how much of this container is conditioned <laughs> yeah 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 you exactly, know so yeah. this is just to say decoders just give yourself the space and time yeah. but it's really great man, yeah. to do this um, it reminds me of another question that came in about mm. what kind of doubt avatar each avatar has. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, and it's an interesting question. What kind of doubt? Doubt itself 
you know, is the fear comes yeah. from fear yep. again for that emotional intelligence, right? Yep. It's the the bigger home. The bigger root is fear and then doubt comes out of that fear. And to say, so what's the quality of fear mm. that each avatar has? Mm. And um, I don't know. I kind of like – that's a, it's a very big question. So I'm going to take a little chunk of it. How about Perfect. I take one yeah, chunk of exactly. it and sort of answer it in this way? What if I was like, what kind of temper? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, does each avatar more easily move towards, more mm -hmm. naturally move towards? Mm. So, like, what's authentic? Like, because everyone could have every one of these expressions. Yeah, exactly. And it's just more like, what is your more authentic? What is your first, you know, movement? Yeah. Because um, we all have range and we can go to any of these. Mm -hmm. um, but it's even more the case if your family or other influencing parties have a type of a temper right that's conditioning we say right and mm -hmm. these are layer conditioning is a layer you pick up from someone else but it's so deep in there yeah. it's hard to know that you pick that up that it's from somebody else right it takes a lot of in introspection which is why mm -hmm. you know you guys listen in mm -hmm. we we have these chats every week yeah. together we answer these questions mm -hmm. we're in this inquiry process mm -hmm. And, and I love this because as two not, you know, primarily non-dual teachers, um, you know, that teach the, the pure form of source, mm -hmm. look at all these beautiful shapes of source. Yeah. It, you know, like the, the, the fully enlivened awakening process is not away from form. No, it's fully in form. It's, yeah, it's not a disembodied mm -mm. get away from. Mm -mm. Uh, process. It's an inclusive. It's so inclusive. Yes. And the richness of whether it's an Ella Fitzgerald or a Billie Holiday, yes, exactly. you know, a world that has it's the body fully awake. You know? Yeah, and yeah. and all this rich expression. Mm -hmm. Yes. All around us. Yes. Of music and art and comedians and yes. and just like the food we eat and it's yes. so beautiful and so a part of it is our tempers. Mm -hmm. We don't have to like. Remove ourselves from our tempers. Yes, exactly. And be spiritual <laughs> and about be, some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Often this sort of like rise above a temper mm -hmm. that we have the story of a spiritually achieved being that never, you know, is <laughs> never has ruffled feathers. Never has right? ruffled feathers. Yeah. And this is like not human. No. And the human is the god. Like, yes, it's yes. all there. It's a. It's. It's interesting, and, and someone might define temper as being identified. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm willing yeah. to argue that one. Yeah, I, I um, agree. Yeah. A bit. But yeah. just, just to say, okay, listen, we can authentically have a type of temper expression. Mm -hmm. And and even that's welcome. And we've been talking about this sort of very grumpy gnome mm -hmm. that's just like got the grump on from day one. Mm -hmm. Um, I would look at elves and say naturally frustrated, <laughs> totally <laughs> authentically frustrated. Frustrated, yeah. They came a lot in of the frustrated. Time. <laughs> we're leaving frustrated. 
yep, yep. Y'all, can, y'all don't have your shit together. Yeah. We're, we're, let's move ahead a lot faster than this. <laughs> and we can break that down exactly to all those components, right? Yes. The, part of the reason that gnome is so grumpy mm-hmm. is because they're here for the deep dive. They want mm-hmm. the detail. They yes. want the opposing viewpoint. They're doing a 360, not even a 180, <laughs> right? So there's like this like, you know, like, yes. that comes in there. Yes. And the elves, we are moving fast. We are moving fast through a thought process. And so therefore, everybody else frustrating (laughs) (laughs) and I would say that there's like an authenticity to that frustration versus like you're not like I'm terrible at spirituality y'all like I I never I never was a part of the spiritual game I like I was just like this like person in the world trying to survive you know like and then pop one day i'm suddenly wide awake and everything is just a vast field of stillness takes me two years to even be able to read the code in the stillness to see form (laughs) like spirituality never came in for me (laughs) it was like reality and reality (laughs) so i'm terrible at reiterating like what the spiritual point of view is right and i'm no help either so. yeah yeah but fire decoders know it you guys know it but it's like this like somehow there's this hierarchy and you reach mm-hmm. this spiritual place right and then you never have a temper but i say <laughs> authentically hang out with an elf mm-hmm. <laughs> watch that frustration move yes and then what we've been talking about with the with with hobbits. hobbits being moody yes yes we have that such a that big scope and stamina i feel like the moods are like weather it's like these big long weather systems in hobbits yeah. you know and and it's just like a cloud cover like poo and then it kind of parts and it's yes. authentic yeah and i would say if i'm describing the moodiness of hobbits it's that they behave suddenly different than they normally would behave yeah as opposed to like have a grump on yeah it's like suddenly the hobbit around me is like not talking and is very quiet and they're like this for like two or three days yes like it's a mood they're in yes. it's like they're not coming at me with anything no you might not hear from them at all yeah but you can feel that there's, there's a little a mood. <laughs> yes or they can come like the hobbits can come into the realm and they're like for a day or two, they're like just really bubble headed and not really present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like tripping over things, and there's and yeah. and it's just like it's just there for a few days. Yep, yep, yep. Where we're in a little bit of a la la mood or a little checked out. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Or sometimes the Hobbit, I'll be, you know, like you go to say something to them, and they just look at you like. Why are you talking to me right now? Like, what's going on? I'm in a mood. (laughs) They're in a mood. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so that moodiness Mm -hmm. is very authentic. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that with the fairies, we have that collapse. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, have we seen it? Yep. Very dramatic. (laughs) Yes. And it can also just be like mid-sentence. Yes. Collapse. No words. You know? I got to go. I got to go. (laughs) A very quick... Quickly overwhelmed and collapsed, you know, like... And it's authentic, yeah. It's really authentic. We're yeah. not trying to rise above this. Yeah. Our dear fairy friend who owns that more, I just, I love it. I love talking to her and she'll just be like, okay, I gotta go. And it's fine. <laughs> it's just the moment has passed and I get it now, you know, she owns it. <laughs> gotta go. Yep. Done. Collapsing mm-hmm. right here. Yep. Um, I think the dwarves have that really organic rant. Totally. my Some of my favorite clips of Chris D'Elia. I don't love his stand-up, but I love his rants. <laughs> I yeah. will just for fun sometimes just go on about his Apple AirPods rant. Just love to hear it. Six <laughs> minutes of bliss for me. 
I've watched that with others too that just like really love that good rant. Yeah. You know, just, I think there's something for a Hobbit too, like because it's so not me. It's so different. it's so heart centered. It's there's a heart to it, but it's nothing I would ever do. That there's something really rich about it for me. It's sort of like your Dave Chang. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, that's totally. me do it. You don't need to let us. You should not go in it. Yeah, right, 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 right. Totally. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> And then I would say something that's very natural to humans is just kind of a mad scowl. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Sort of scowling. Yep. My aunt, oh, man, have I been scowled at? Yep. Yes. Oh, yep. my sister <laughs> scowls at me. Totally. You are off track. My grandmother gotta... scowls. Like, yep. it's just, it's, again, it's part of that whole marshalling. It's part yes. of the whole book. Like, you can just see that these are these, and again, we're going through a lot of, kind of emotional intelligence to subtle layers of description but you know but most of you guys have done tons of self-awareness so you can sort of feel through the difference of these things but i think like we're not we're not elevating past this we're not leaving this the whole point of our lives is not to like avoid a trigger or avoid a pain body or avoid ourselves in any way. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I would answer that question, the beginning of this question, like what kind of doubt the avatars have with just like, okay, let's look at these tempers. Yep. Yep. I like it. Well, we had another question come in wondering about how different avatars deal with triggers. What are the best practices, hacks, etc.? So I thought, well, let's define what a trigger is, um, which is, I would call it something external happens that triggers an internal wound or pain body. Um, and then what is a pain body? We've studied this before, but it's basically a core fear that has three layers to it. A mental layer or a belief, like I'm not good enough or it's not safe. Um, emotional layer, like despair or anxiety. And then it actually has a physical layer, a wound, an actual pain deep inside the body. That's the the sort of ground zero of the pain body. And so something will happen and you get, boom, triggered. Uh, something that happens that, like, um, I had an example recently of um, a client who, well, we, we want to also discuss delicious yes here. All right. So, so okay. So, if we're talking about a pain body, then we're talking about it has these three levels. It has this this uh, mental layer, an emotional layer, and a physical layer. So, mm-hmm. something happens to trigger us. So, this is a circumstance, a person, or a situation that arises. Now, they nobody did anything. It's just yeah. this situation arose, mm-hmm. and then zing, <laughs> you get it at your. Like it, it zings your mental belief or it zings you physically yep. where you get that full on shake, shudder, butterflies, palm yeah, sweat, panic, panic yeah. freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also connects emotionally where you just get these like hits of fear or doubt or terror or, or same with that, like mental or emotional, like just an emotional freeze, which mm-hmm. is a little different than a physical freeze. So the triggers coming in. And hits like this. Mm-hmm. And if we're, so the question is like, how do each of these avatars deal with a trigger? Yeah. I think what I would say is like, the the hack that you're looking for is what we would call delicious yes. Yeah. Which is to say that 
in our whole practice of delicious yes and just like sidebar sign up for the <laughs> newsletter you'll get this gorgeous course it's for free right now about what that is but it's essentially where you come into the body and the being and in order to sort of go like what's next you know like <laughs> whether it's like a work pro like what do i do should i send these letters or should i do these emails or should mm -hmm. i like make these notes on this project or should i get a coffee <laughs> you know like yes. or if it's with the kids you yes. know like am yeah. i packing their lunches do we you know like are we getting out of bed early today are we mm. do i have to shower all the kids are we going to the laundry like <laughs> there's a million choices any of us is making in a day mm -hmm. And when we come to those choice points, being able to pause, come into the body and feel what feels delicious. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not from the mind, it's from the body and the being. And that in itself is a big practice. You will mm -hmm. not get that overnight. Mm -hmm. You will not even get that in six months. <laughs> it, it is an ongoing movement. But the one thing we can consistently say is if you can come into the body and the being and you can feel for what even is just less effort or less ease yeah. and then actually inhabit that, like actualize that choice, you find yourself in this beautiful flow state. Mm -hmm. And that flow state is largely um, underwritten mm -hmm. and, and supported by source energy, yes. which is to say life energy. Yeah. You came into your body and your being, you listen for what is delicious, and you follow that life energy. Mm -hmm. And that life energy comes up to meet you, mm -hmm. and you end up in this, um, like, one thing leads to another, leads mm -hmm. to another. Now, the deeper you go with this practice, the more this incredible intelligence mm -hmm. arises out of each movement. An orchestra it's of cool things. An orchestra <laughs> of delicious mm -hmm. in the sense that, like, I don't know why it was delicious to drive this highway and pick up donuts today, but it put me by the gas station at the cheapest gas mm -hmm. ever, and there was no lineup. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to pick up the donuts, I saw the mm -hmm. Thai place seven people have recommended yep. to us. And I thought we should just bring Thai for dinner. And then it turned out that three friends dropped by and, you know, yeah, like, exactly. bah, 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 Like, yep. it just, it's, it's when you have that harness of life. Mm -hmm. And so if we're talking about... um you know, how are you going to deal with a trigger? It's like, if you're in this kind of a flow state, it does not mean you won't be triggered. Yep. Nor does it mean you won't fly into a temper. Mm. It does mean that there is this flow of intelligence with you in that moment. Mm -hmm. Not, not, um, keeping you away from it, but showing you the validity, the importance, the mm -hmm. intelligence of it. Yeah. And I think that's some of the core difference. When we're talking about a life lived from awareness mm -hmm. and source, we're talking about an inclusivity. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. you, all of you. Yeah. There's nowhere that you're not going to go that's not source energy. Everything is source. Everything is mm -hmm. it. It's not an exclusive mm -hmm. story mm -hmm. that I somehow harness source and it ex then I'm exclusively removed mm -hmm. from my temper, from my trigger, mm -hmm. from my irritating situations, mm -hmm. from everything will be immediately healed. Like this is this is inbred with exclusivity. Yeah. And that's not a game of 
God. No. That's not a game of source. Source doesn't in- exclude anything. It's nothing. There's, how what, how where, where would it go? go? <laughs> where would it be if it wasn't? Where would that separate place be? Exactly. There is no such thing. So we're not looking for a life without the trigger. Yeah. We're not looking for a life without a temper. Yeah. We're not looking for a life that we are these smooth, <laughs> like, uh, in meditative like a gemstone yeah. that's just been rubbed so smooth. And we can just, in perfect balance yes. all the time and temperate. And you can go into any situation anywhere yes. and just be this, Have this peaceful, soft voice. <laughs> just be that smooth amethyst or smooth rose quartz that just so rolling through, rolls through and never, <laughs> that's just so much exclusivity. Yes. Um, and so that's so the hack is mm-hmm. to say h- how to s- how to see your temper your trigger as intelligent and beautiful yes. and essential and it's not a repositioning of your mind yeah. it's not a mental reframe it's from a deeper field of being yeah. Allowing the entire moment in, making choices from this deeper space of being, and then we start to witness how intelligent and important Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. is, whether it's just like, I'm so, it was more delicious to get a coffee than send the emails. While I was getting a coffee, a coworker told me five pieces of information Mm -hmm. that then made the emails, it turns out it was just one and effortlessly done. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then instead of this self-recrimination that I'm going for a coffee Mm -hmm. instead of doing these emails, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can sit there and fight it and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, Mm -hmm. I need these emails and they're supposed to get done. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm procrastinating. And how do I cure myself of procrastination, you know, versus the, um, so the emails are the, could be the trigger at that point. Right, but by moving over to the Where's delicious, your delicious, getting that coffee, and then all this information comes in, and then you find yourself effortlessly flowing and doing the emails. Totally. It's no longer this self-flatulation. What's wrong with me? I should be. Exactly. How can I be? I have this a quick uh, smooth rose quartz exactly <laughs> through it all. <laughs> Just today, I had a, a talk with a client who was triggered. Um, she's been cleaning and like redoing her apartment and loving it, but she hit. Um, her clothes and she there's clothes she doesn't want and um, clothes and shoes and things some of which were gifts or old stuff that she doesn't want anymore and it was highly triggering for her to consider even what to do with these things because in her childhood her mother used to just without her acknowledgement at all like when she was young through her teenage years just go into her closet and donate stuff just take it and and not tell her daughter so my client was like but these are mine. I don't want to give them away. Even though I know I don't love them, I don't want to give them away. So she couldn't quite donate she them. No, she's an elf. Okay. Um, but it was, it, she was just really stuck on this and she was frozen and she couldn't find, she was like, I don't want to donate them because they're mine. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little triggered and frustrated. Um, and I, and I don't, but I don't want to keep them because I don't, I know they don't like them. They're not my delicious. So we were like, well, what would be delicious? And I actually, as a hobbit, I, I love this, this one. I was like, I got the answer for you. Or at least one of them, which was, 
to give them away to her friends to like and because they were precious and then she could do it on her terms and so what was delicious for her was to start to think about oh this shirt would go to my one friend my dwarf friend who likes big shiny things and then this one i can't find for any friends and then i'm fine to donate it but she she took over how it was done when it was done and to whom it was you know is given and it became really delicious and then it was just she just got to give a bunch of gifts <laughs> and that becomes like you can you can say it's wonderful that you were triggered yes because it, it allowed exactly. you to go a little deeper with the solution yes and if you went with the where is it delicious yeah it ended up being such a more delicious win, than you would have found win yeah, yeah, yeah way win for everybody totally so then we're grateful for that mm-hmm. movement exactly to be triggered with it so um yeah i think that <laughs> you know Something that comes, you know, like at me a lot is that I get frustrated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm an elf, triple elf. And when I get frustrated, I become very direct. Yes. Um, and that can spook people because uh, it's a communication style we're not used to. People, we're yep. so used to layering what we mean. Yes. Indirect. Very yeah. indirect communication. And I'm, I am not good on most days with indirect communication. Like I, I can't really do it. I'm so direct, but when I'm frustrated, I'm even more direct. Mm-hmm. Um, and it spooks people and they think I'm yelling at <laughs> yeah. them and getting mad, which I always think is so funny um, because it's, oh, I'm always talking about a situation. Yeah. For me, it's sort of like, what does this have to do with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you project that I'm mad at you? Yes. Um, you know, like, because yep. I rarely, I, I would rarely. rarely get mad at another person. Um because I know everything is so intelligent. Yes. Like, yes. About, about, like I don't need – it's so ridiculous that I would want you to somehow be different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. even conceive. Like, yeah. how, like what <laughs> freaking world would I live in that I need you to be different so that I can, what, get something yeah. done? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's so hilarious. Like, yes. for me um, – and so, you know, like, I'm, I'm in two camps. I'm either going to write you off completely, which mm-hmm. means, like, I, I see... She won't be talking to you. <laughs> I see very little overlap between us. Um, and so, not interested. Yeah. Or, I absolutely know, and, and in both cases, I know mm-hmm. that there's an intelligent mm-hmm. region in your system. And if I put you in my camp, then I'm always looking for that reason. Yes. You know, like, I'm always, like, what's actually going on here? Um but anyway, when I'm frustrated and speaking so direct, but like, let's get to the point. But like, okay, here's the thing. And I put this little bit of weight, the frustration adds yes. this weight. So I get this weight and I'll be like, okay, but what we're speaking about is this. Yes. And then um, it's really funny because um, people get, they project so much not good enough. Yep. Um, yep on there and they just are thinking I'm getting really mad and it's funny. I don't actually get too involved. I think, well, that's your issue, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm not that interested. Yep. Um, But I can get that thing of like, you cannot be an awake leader because (laughs) you're, getting mad at me or because you're so frustrated or or because you, you know, like you get that sort of spiritual projection coming out. Not good enough projecting on you or all kinds of things projected on you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Who you aren't. Yes. You know, because you didn't, (laughs) you don't have this spiritual look and feel. You are not this smooth rolling (laughs) rose quartz, Kieran. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that, that way of Kieran, that's so authentic and so direct 
you know, it ends up being that I'm the face of the operation a lot because she gets all these projections. So if the, you know, household need, we need to talk to the neighbors or go to the board meeting, <laughs> I'm the one, I'm the one to show up because um, I got that affable hobbit thing and I can soften the, soften the edges a little bit if I'm, if I'm speaking. Um, with my moodiness that that's, I can, I can get to this point where I don't want to, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm in my mood. <laughs> I'm in my flow state and I can't, I can't take in any, any other information. I'm in my, my weather system. <laughs> and so, um, so, it, and I'll, I'll tell Kieran, like, I need time to like, like when we prep for this podcast, for instance, I need several days to do that. She needs you know, an hour, <laughs> um, because I, I have to go into my weather system and I have to sort of think about these things, and uh, and I don't want anybody else to mess with my mood. <laughs> and it's genuine; it's a very genuine thing. I'm just my I'm healing enough, not good enough in my own system to like own that now and say, hey, listen, I need some space, I need some time, I need to be in my own weather system. So that's my version of it. All right. So we hope this helps answer the question of your hack. Yep. The hack of um, doubt, or, or, or talking about doubt, and the hack of working with triggers. I feel like this is something we're just going to keep talking about. Totally, it's a big, big field, huge. We're really talking about the various fear states that that we're coming from, the different belief systems we're coming from. Yeah, we're going to hack away at this for a while. So we also love your questions. Mm-hmm. The more specific your question, like your life mm-hmm. examples and the nitty gritty you're up against the more we can sort of really flesh this out. If you send us in questions that are too general, like how do you parent with the different avatars? Like it's too big. We we can't even begin yep. to answer that. Yep. But give us these specific questions exactly. and we'll start to hack away at it. And hopefully it's illuminating. And as always, um, your comments and your love and your two cents and and that added into the whole bigger conversation is just so valuable we appreciate you all so much and we'll be here next week to carry on (laughs) onward thank you for listening we obviously love hearing what you think your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to so feel free to comment and you can do it at facebook which is the humans decoded podcast with kieran joyce and megan rokel and um if you're not on social you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kieran and um thanks for listening we love you thanks everybody love you